What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Tap In The Show. Today's guest, man, is a good one for y'all, man. A Cal alum, you know, uh, uh, academic All-American, as he would say. Uh, you know, co-founder of Team. Uh, my man, Anwar McQueen. How you doing, man? Uh, good. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, I, I, I appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time, man, to come by, sharing your story. And uh, just, it's, it, I, I'm sure this is going to be a real treat for everybody, man. Yeah, no, excited to um, answer in any all questions. <laughs> there were no uh, prearrangements, so you know, right, whatever right, you right. want to ask, I'm happy to answer. <laughs> uh, all good, man. Um, I guess the first thing I just want to start off with, my man, is uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your background, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, like where you're from and just how uh, you became to be, you know, Anwar today. Yeah, so um, the, the, the elevator pitch, if you will. <laughs> um, Born and raised from Washington, D.C., uh, obviously got into basketball when I was about eight, playing AAU ball, which they called a day. Yeah, but before that, this was pre-travel ball or whatever. This was where we had to go on national trips. It was about, you know, doing car washes in the neighborhood, raising money that money, way. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have no uh, shoe deals. Uh -huh. But we were talented enough, man. We would take our talents outside of D.C. and mm. kind of get with people. So I, I like to preface that to say that was my first insight into like, okay, I could possibly go to college through hoop, like if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Right. So I was just like, you know, I wasn't full of, none of us was, but I definitely wasn't full of myself, really grounded with good family and mentors. But that was my first peak that like, you know what, hoop could be a way out for hmm. me. So um, because I had that good mentoring and coaching, I went to proper high schools. Um, <laughs> So I went to a high school on the East Coast called St. Albans School for Boys. Mm -hmm. And to bring it fast forward, that, that reminds me a lot of like Head Royce hmm. here in Oakland, wow. right? You know, yeah. up in the hill, but right. in D.C., surrounded by the city. Okay. And really had that same type of socioeconomic mm -hmm. or demographic. But um, I was um, an exceptional student athlete at St. Albans. And that, you know, got my academic stuff in order, if you will. And so... Um, I kind of had to pick a litter coming out of high school or what I wanted to do college-wise. Mm -hmm. So I chose Cal Berkeley um, because I had um, extended family that used to spend their summers out here on the West Coast in okay. San Pedro, California. Uh -huh. And most people don't know where San Pedro I is. Say, but, I don't know. But really close to Long Beach. I mean, that's kind of, oh, okay. uh, yeah. So um, tucked away, right. but, you know, you can kind of get around. Right, okay, will. cool. Huh. So I, I came out to, you know, L.A. for the first time. I was like, yeah, you know, okay, okay, like if, if maybe, right? right. Um, and then just, you know, like any, you know, person being in California, you want to kind of figure out what California is really about. Right. So um, consecutive summers coming out to California and being recruited during that time in high school, just started taking unofficial visits up and down the coast. Uh, one of my first unofficial visits was UCLA, and I okay. was like, yeah, yeah that was uh, my dream school, UCLA. I feel like that that's the spot to be. I feel. So I didn't think it could get better than UCLA. <laughs> I kept going up the coast, went to Santa Barbara, and was like, yeah, get me a bike, be on the beach. <laughs> what beach cruiser. Yeah, like, you know, Santa Barbara. They, they had this um, thing to this day, they still call it gym, the Thunderdome. So, okay. Like, okay, you know, Thunder meter. Right. And they, they did a good job yeah. on that little visit. Like, man, you know, can you see yourself, you know, getting this meter to go? Yeah, like the Scantron. Like yeah. The, the Scantrons up there. Crowd. Like, the I was like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> and then I uh, kept coming up the coast, uh, checked out Stanford. Uh -huh. uh, you know, that was kind of interesting, but I was uh -huh. like, man, that reminds me so much of my high school, you know, uh, just well, Palo Alto yeah. where the campus was. Right. And I remember getting driven around on uh, my visit to Stanford. The coach on a golf court, and I, on a golf cart. I was like, man, this is, this, this is, I, I don't play golf. <laughs> but then when I came to Cal, um, this is all unofficial. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it just hit home a lot of ways to so this Berkeley or what it was. I remember, remember uh, vividly remember visiting at nighttime. Um, was with my brother at the time. And um, what struck me about Cal was it was a cosmopolitan environment. Uh, yeah. I wasn't troubled by this, but like, I remember walking down Telegraph Avenue, people fighting and stuff. I'm like, man, this is, you know, this this cool. Yeah. Close, close. <laughs> I don't mind this. I don't yeah, mind close it. Close enough yeah. for home. So just, right. um, just uh, I like telling that story that way because as far as I was concerned, those were my California options right. as, I, as I went back. Right. I think you described them pretty well. Yeah, kept <laughs> hooping, you know, and just if I had a chance to get out to California. Right. You know, I wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. But what really got me to focus on California just for um, for school was at my high school, he was a year ahead of me, Jonathan Ogden. He's a all-pro, you know, mm -hmm. retired Hall of Famer. Um, 
he shocked the world leaving our high school coming to UCLA. Oh, so wow. I remember coming out to visit him and mm. was like, yeah, if I get any inclination of California, you, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can sign me up. Um, so um, followed his footsteps, meaning coming to the West Coast mm. and got a chance to get a scholarship to uh, play basketball at, at Cal Berkeley. And um, so obviously that supported my upbringing, you know, great academic institution. And the program was just a national program because of, you know, the recruitment of Jason Kidd in particular, mm. you know, Oak, uh, local Oakland native. Wow decided to stay home and he literally had Cal on fire. Right. I was like in high school, like, man, that dude can hoop, whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, kind of followed his footsteps in a lot of ways. Um, had a chance to play in the local McDonald's All-American mm -hmm. game. Um, and I'll, I would tell Jason if he was sitting here, um, I got the MVP. He, <laughs> he did not <laughs> the year he played. You throw that in his face? Yeah, <laughs> so well, no, nah, it, it was just it was just kind of cool to, you know, kind of play with yeah. the best of the best at right. that time and hold your own, if you will. Yeah. So, you know, you're young and brazen a little bit, you know, you don't matter where you're playing, you know, right. just let's go. So, but bringing it back to the team part, you know, we had tremendous success as an AAU program. And we were called the Kingman Pythons. And I say that because most people think of DC AAU ball starting out with a very prestigious program called DC Assault, and that's where the Kevin Durant's and all yeah, those. Yeah, so like, so we are connected, but you know, okay. I think I think we were the pioneers. Yeah, okay. If, if, if I could say right. so, so some notable peoples that came out of our program, um, not including myself, I should say, would be Steve Francis would probably be like mm -hmm. the the headliner. Okay. You know, and obviously everybody knows what type of career he had mm -hmm. coming out of it, but. Steve's in, in, you know, Tex away, wow. and you know he's a um, don't hold us again. He's a fellow Cowboy fan, so uh, <laughs> but we all came from the same, uh, you know, little AAU program, <laughs> right. if you will. So um, you know, getting that um, ability to be recruited, come out to the West Coast, um, Cal just made a lot of sense. Right. Um, took an official visit, um, and the backstory with the official visit was Todd Bozeman. He was the he was the assistant coach at the time and um, this would have been my senior year in high school and Cal ended up firing the current head coach and he became the interim head coach mm. and he really wanted to you know you know connect his backcourt if you want to call it that and it looks like but, you were a guard at one right, point too like you wanted the east coast you know backcourt yeah, if you I heard will. the east coast guards that, that's where that's where, where the guards at if I can say so, yeah, yeah, you know, but I had to show the left coast, uh, the left coast some love. But now nah, making out to the West Coast uh, with uh, with Coach Bozeman wanting to come back to recruit the East Coast, you know, it was just a dream come true in a lot of ways because I knew I, I was comfortable going to California, even mm -hmm. though that was three thousand miles away. But to have a legitimate like, all right, sign here and right. you, you have it, right. <laughs> where do I sign? <laughs> And, uh, you know, um, taking on that, you know, scholarship, I mean, it was probably the best four years of my life. Wow. Um, you know, the, the athletic success, second to none. Mm -hmm. You know, we competed for championships, went to the NSA tournament three mm -hmm. out of four years, had a deep run with the Sweet 16, and just played with, you know, you know future Hall of Famers, mm -hmm. but great people, and I'll get to that later, of them being great people, mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, you got to look at everybody's body of work. Right. Jason comes to mind just being an outstanding athlete, but he's done made that transition, been a successful coach, mm -hmm. uh, won a championship as a player and a coach. Mm -hmm. uh, another teammate comes to mind is uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, you know, second pick in the league, mm -hmm. now president of G League. And then I say my wow. white brother, Sean Marks, he's the general <laughs> manager of the Nets right now. Wow. So, you know, um, wow. and we're all still connected, um, you know, as friends and family. And so, uh, you know, I've I've just learned so much just being associated with those guys, uh, part of their success, if you will, but um, bringing it full circle that we all still support each other, right. you know, and, um, and and I'm finding more and more that's that's rare, right. you know. Um, some people get successful and just kind of, you know, break off contact. Those guys have not. I think it's that basketball bond too, though. Yeah. I think that's really what it's like the real glue to everything. It's like, yeah, building strong connections, but the basketball bond is like no other. You got, uh, we, we fight, we uh, fight with each other, for each other, you know what I mean? So it's just, like you said, come back full circle. And it's good to see that uh, you still got like long-term connections from yeah. the basketball, from, you know, from basketball, you know what I mean? So, cause I do as well, you know what I mean? Still got a lot of friends that I uh, hang out with today that I started, that met through basketball, you know what I mean? So that's a good, great connection. No, yeah. I, 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 absolutely. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. Um, so uh, I seen uh, some couple of your highlights, and I seen you uh, knocking down a couple of threes, uh, like back to back threes. I believe you guys were playing uh, Arizona, and uh, I was like, oh, he's a three point specialist, huh? Is that your go-to? Is that your claim to fame, I should say? Actually, no, believe it or not. Huh. Um, so, you know, we had a competitive team, and you can imagine, you yeah. know, you got you know, you to figure out how you're going to compete, be on the floor. And, um, you know, what I figured out right away was, look, if I had to put, like, the bigger picture in the picture, like, you know, Jason brought his passing and leadership mm -hmm. to the uh, table. Lamar Mary was just an All-America scoring. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had firepower on offense. Not to say any of those guys didn't want to play D, but I was like, you know what, hmm, yes. you know, let, let, let me do some of that dirty work. Uh -huh. And so um, I was able to find, even as a freshman, just find my niche. Uh -huh. And the fast forward to the Arizona game, it was, uh, it was at McHale Center. Um, they had won 93 games in a row at home. Mm -hmm. You know, we were the uh, underdogs going in. And I got to start for the first time. And I'll never forget, like, you know, just being nervous to shoot around. Like, just don't mess up and shoot around. Get a yuck out there. He keep missing me. Shot that shoot around. It might take me out of starting line. Just do everything right. Don't don't get a coach a reason to, like, you know, pinch you. But it was kind of cool, like, to put my homies back on uh, on alert. And he said, yo, turn it on. You know, your, 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 your boy going to be on. And, of course, I remember, you know, just jump ball, shaking hands and stuff. Mm. And Arizona must have got the word I was starting because the very first play, um, they cleared it out for Damon Stoudemire. <laughs> like, man, go to work on like, this rookie. Oh, no, no, no. So, you know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was fight or flight, you mm -hmm. know. But, um, you know, I, my nervous sense was definitely uh, evident early. Shot a couple of air balls, and coach was like, bro, you got to sit over here, man. Like, you can't support this air ball stuff. <laughs> so I got my ch second chance within that game mm -hmm. and just settled in and, you know, yeah, just – you know, I'm a hooper, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, what do we need to do to win? So, I still had the assignment of Damon and Khalid, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but I had Jason, you know, as, yeah. as a backcourt mate. So, you know, um, Man, a lot easier. I had to match some of that. <laughs> right. um, but now, that particular game, you know, um, I had some opportunities to knock down some open shots. And like anything else, you know, you get confidence in your reps. Right. I wasn't afraid to shoot the big shot or the right. big three. And, um, you know, and. That helped us uh, win that game. So yeah, <laughs> that's what's up, man. So you from you coming from the East Coast, like after you know playing basketball, what made you want to stay? Uh, you know, in Oakland or like in the Bay Area, I should say. Yeah, so um, that wasn't an automatic choice, but I think you know maybe uh, you know, some of the stuff you shared about you going to uh, uh, extension of high school to junior colleges mm -hmm. and keep playing. That's when I got to know a lot of people those mm -hmm. four years at Cal. But um, I wanted to play like everybody else, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't come this far to just stop after my last game. So I ended up playing overseas for two years. Mm -hmm. But before going over the seas, um, I ended up getting cut by the Trailblazers. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't cheer for Portland this day <laughs> or, or let me tell it. Um, but no, it, it, it was a cool uh, experience to get into that mini camp mm -hmm. and um, had a two-year career overseas. And, like, you know that uh, I call it the overseas workflow. You want to hoop wherever you can, mm -hmm. find open runs, yeah. and just, you know, you want to just keep getting those co contracts, if you will. So um, I was in Marin at the Drake uh, Men's Basketball League. Oh, and. Yeah. Uh, I met this young man from. Uh, he ended up. Uh, he ended up playing for me, but he was going to be a senior at Redwood High School. Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Hey, man, you know, I know you played a cow. Would you come check out my game and just see if I'm a D1 prospect?" Mm -hmm. And so I'm not into that dream killing stuff. I was mm -hmm. like, "Man, sure, man. Just tell right. me where you're going to play." And of course, the games in San Jose. I'm like, "Oh man, the long really? area." Gave the young man my word, right? I was like, "Man, okay." You gotta pull up now. Like, I gotta, I gotta uh, figure it out. But man, just like random trip going to see him play. Mm -hmm. His coach at the time, um, you know, knew of me, I should say. It was like, hey, man, you know, he told me you were coming and, you know, you want to sit on the bench? And it, it was just, it was just like, yeah. How did I go from <laughs> this to that? Right. Sat on the bench and I enjoyed coaching. I know that's crazy. Like, I mean, I was just, I was like, man, this is. You coach that game? Don't you sit well, on the bench? Well, I just sitting on the bench, end of the oh, bench, okay. you know, your kids coming out. Yeah. Great, great job. Oh, yeah. Don't know their name. Great job. Let's right. go. Let's go. <laughs> And after that game, the coach was like, hey, this is so crazy, but, man, um, I'm about to take the Berkeley High job. Do you want to continue working with these young men the rest mm. of the summer? I'm like, whoa, 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 like, what? This is all huh? happening so fast. Like, <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure enough. And so I got to finish the rest of that summer working mm. with the kids. And then, granted, I had my, you know, hoop dreams still in place to go play, and mm. I thought it would just be 
coach these kids and go. It was kind of right after college then. Yeah, right after college. Okay. Yeah, two years kind of removed. If okay. you know, so to be specific, 2000. Okay. Year 2000. So I just, um, the job was open, like the railroad job was officially open. And I had, at least that point, a lot of support of the, obviously the student athletes and the parents, mm. like, go for what you know. So that was my first, like, official interview process. Mm. Now, I was successful as the candidate winning the job. But looking back on it, man, just holy crap of not being prepared. Like, I, mm. you know, I've never been interviewed before. Right. Like, <laughs> what questions they going to ask? They're, they're asking me stuff like, so what's your basketball philosophy? We play hard. Okay, like can you, can you say a little more, you know, so that you know the people in the room, like, yeah, you know, he means playing hard, you know. <laughs> so I was able to pick up with some of those right. cues, right? But I was like, oh my god, like, did I say something wrong? Right, right. So I ended up getting an opportunity to coach those uh, those young uh, young men at the time, mm -hmm. and um, launched my coaching career. So I was two years head coach at Redwood High School in mm -hmm. Marin, and um, just speaking to you earlier. You know the surroundings of Marin. Mm -hmm. You know it's just like, man, this this isn't Oakland. Right. But we had success, went to the playoffs both mm -hmm. years, and then that's when um, I kind of saw a career maybe standing coaching. And so I got yeah. an opportunity to coach at the University of San Francisco oh, cool. um, under Phil Matthews at the time, mm -hmm. and that exchange was pretty straightforward. It was transactional, right? Mm -hmm. You coach here, you get to go to graduate school. So I'm like, okay, let, let's do it. But you know, that sounds oh, cool, wow. but like. Like, where's the money, right? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you get, the, yeah, you get myself, the free education. Right? Like, how am I going to eat? Oh, no, we get you on a meal plan. I'm like, man, that's so you're doing whatever. College, you're basically doing the whole four years over again. Basically. Exactly. So made it work. And there was actually um, – so I finished uh, graduate school under that uh, Coach Matthews, mm -hmm. and we had a coaching transition, and I got to stay on mm -hmm. for another year with uh, Coach Evans. And so um, ended my USF coaching career after um, a four-year stint. And I actually applied for the Contra Costa head coach job. Oh, wow. So I was asking you, like, who, who's your coach at the time? What year did you apply for that? That would have been 04. Okay, okay. Yeah, 04, 05. Yeah, 05 to be exact. Yeah. I don't oh, think... No, 06. Sorry, jeez. Okay, yeah. 06, 06. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't think the coach who I played for was there at, oh, in 06. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, so all right. So yeah. I was like, man. No I bad blood between that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, that, like, um, that, cool, that was cool to yeah. um, kind of, you know, you know, go through that process, if you will. But... My former college coach, Todd Bozeman, um, he had had to spend 10 years out of the profession with NCAA infractions. Mm -hmm. So he got his uh, first job back in coaching at Morgan State mm -hmm. um, back in Baltimore. Called me, hey, man, I know you've been in the coaching. I would love to have you come home as an assistant. Mm -hmm. Now, D.C. is uh, – Baltimore's not D.C. Right. Just like you probably <laughs> defended it for, like, San Francisco, Oakland, whatever. But, <laughs> all right, the, the D.C. area, right? right. Come, come back home. So I said yes to that, um, coached a year at um, Morgan State. We had success there, you know, going uh, deep into our conference tournament, mm -hmm. uh, one game away from the NCAA tournament. But um, definitely set the foundation because the next three years, they went to the tournament three years ago. Oh, wow. uh, Were you NCAA part of tournament. that? No, I, I, um, I, I had moved on. By okay. Then. But just an uh, integral part of, like, saying, um, laying that recruiting foundation. Because right. um, when I, my first year there, we brought, like, Three kids from California, hmm. one kid from Reardon High School, kid from uh, Southern California. Mm -hmm. They were all league honors, and you know, hmm. just help put the program back on the on the map. Right. So um, yeah, just bringing it full circle, playing, dipping into high school right. coaching, getting into the D one, and then have my last coaching year be at HBCU is um, will always be special. Huh. Well, that's that's what's up, man. And then from after the HBCU, uh, it kind of just. You figured like, oh, I have to kind of get on my business hype now, or was it still like, oh, I want to coach more? Or what, what was it like after that? I did miss a big step there, uh -huh. but so when I was at USF and doing that coaching transition, uh -huh. um, my role changed because I was a graduate assistant, you know, in charge of you know laundry, mm. make, literally walking people to class, and mm. you know, head coaches, yeah, you know, administrative <laughs> duties. It wasn't really too much coaching. Mm. Uh, but I always had a rapport um, with the players and the respect of the coaches because of my pedigree, right? Um, but during that transition, you know, I don't know if you've ever been a part of a coaching transition, but what most people are reflective of, they'll say that, like, all of a sudden these resources you didn't have appeared, right? right. All of a sudden you got a recruiting <laughs> budget. You know, whatever you're going to do to win. And, yeah. You know, so our mantra is how can we compete mm. with Gonzaga at the highest level? So we had wow. to take a harder look at recruitment, expanding our budget, but really looking at our operational part, like, you know, what technology we using? Like, are we on cell phones, flip phones, or Blackberry? I mean, all that was 
you know, looked at. Uh-huh. And so the technology piece, we got introduced to this platform called Sports Code. I had no idea at the time that I would end up working at the company and all that. Mm-hmm. But I was given a laptop and was like, this is how we're going to start doing some digital scouting. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. So we were on a recruiting trip from USF to De La Salle, mm-hmm. you know, from San Francisco to Concord. Yeah. Even without traffic, that's about a you know solid hour, right? right. In the passenger seat, the uh, associate head coach at the time was like, "All right, I'm just going to set you up. I just want mm-hmm. you to do offense and defense." And to be able to do that digitally, you know, offense, defense, mm-hmm. and clip it, man, I didn't want to go inside to like even see the prospects. Huh. I was just like, man, this is this is a game changer. So it kind of just took over that that, yeah. that technology side just kind of took over right then and there. Man, I was always a little closet techie, but like that, <laughs> that, 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 that was a meeting of the minds for mm-hmm. me. So I was able to, um, you know, get a lot of experience the next two years as assistant coach, you know, helping with our digital scouting wow. uh, strategy. Wow. So that's when I started to maybe, let's say, not knowing at the time, but through, you know, hands-on experience, understanding the foundation of analytics. I had no idea it would be a future landing yeah. spot for me, but that's what I was doing with, with as a coach. But what it taught me was I had, you know, I just had different, you know, reach to the to the kids right mm-hmm. now. I can hold them a little more accountable, right. objectively and subjectively, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all these kids want to come down and coach, man. Y'all tripping? Y'all ain't playing me? Okay, come in. We gonna <laughs> see good. only your turnovers, right. and you tell me if you would play right. play you looking at that. And you do it in a way that's constructive, right. right? You don't want somebody to turn off, but you gotta have them that truth serum. Like, yeah. hey, man, I, this ain't about the other players. This is about you, right. and to get them. You know, to really see that and work towards, you know, getting mm-hmm. better, the whole team improves. We did compete with Gonzaga and stuff like that. But where that became a big deal was um, I was able to take that technology to Morgan State, which was mm-hmm. a budget level below USF, mm-hmm. and get the coach like, hey, man, we're really going to compete, take these guys to the next level. We need to invest in the technology wow. part of it, wow. too. And that's when we had to tap into our Cal network, the Sharif and Jasons, mm-hmm. who were, you know, playing in the league at the time. Right. Donate to this program so we can get this, you know, uh, this, this, this product okay. all, um, off the ground. Wow. Um, so a year of that, and again, uh, I already spoke to our success um, there. Um, I just had a transition of like, okay, it was my decision to leave. I just said, hey, you know what? I don't know what I want to do, but maybe coaching is just, you know, not in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm going to throw this name at you because uh, he's a Bay Area guy too. Lloyd Pierce happened to be a coach at Santa Clara University where he's an assistant coach and mm-hmm. we had spent the last four years together um, while I was at USF. He was, in a, he was in a weird last year where his coach had been a head coach for 30 years. Mm-hmm. They basically told them, man, unless you win a national championship, we're going to have a coaching change. So this is going to be a farewell tour for you – know, and, and of course they were successful. They didn't win a national championship. but. Right it made it hard for the administration to stick to that mandate. Right. But I remember uh, having a conversation in Baltimore and Lloyd was like, look, man, I'm out. Um, I'm gonna be out of a job and I'm gonna try to look to, you know, see what I'm gonna do. And I was like, hey, man, put me in that category too. Like I'm definitely leaving this Morgan State opportunity, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'm coming back to the Bay, staying out here. Right. And so um, the opportunity to work at that technology company presented itself because they were doing a conference out in San Francisco. And I was like, let me check it out. Yeah. Came and check it out, and the technology was, you know, I told you I already had the connection with the yeah. technology, but I was honestly just fascinated of the like the lifestyle it presented. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. you get to sell this technology to coaches and at all levels, and mm-hmm. they was like, you know, we get per diem, you know, we get to expand. I was like, sign me up, right? Sound like sound like when you signed the dotted line for Cal. Yeah, I was like, man, you know what? No, let's do it. no harm. Let, right. Let's try this, right? <laughs> so that's when it started for me, just um, you know, having an opportunity to sell this platform to mm-hmm. you know sports teams. And, um, and the last part of this was um, when I got the mandate to sell to the NBA teams. It was actually Brian Shaw, Oakland native, that helped yeah. me get access to the Lakers. So Brian was obviously coaching at the Lakers um, at that time. I don't know if he was he was coaching for sure. Um, Phil Jackson was the head coach, mm-hmm. and I'll never uh, forget this. Uh, met Brian at a bar in Manhattan Beach, and just the typical, yo, how you doing, young man? What you got going on? And I didn't know the elevator pitch, man. I'm just selling this cool technology, <laughs> and, and coaches need to use it for scouting. He's like, well, let's get some drinks first. Yeah. And I'll ask you that again. Like, <laughs> I messed it up. 
So he's like, look, man, how can I help? And I was like, look, man, I just honestly, a meeting with the Lakers could could help. I don't know. And I said, look, all I can know, B, is that, look, I won't embarrass you. Like, kind of got my stuff together. But, like, please, cool. Mm. Now, the connection with Brian was when I was at Cal as a student athlete, I worked his camps back in the mm. day. So we had a rapport, and he knew of my work ethic, you know, just right. trustworthiness, et cetera. Man, so I'm quite sure you've been in your career, you meet contacts like that, and they promise you stuff like that, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Brian called the next day. Like, that was on a Saturday. Called Sunday. Can you can you be down here on Monday? And I'm wow. like, what? Like, sure. Man. Yeah. I was living up in Camarillo at the time. Uh -huh. I was like, yeah, we will, we will be there. I called my boss. Like, man, like Lakers. Like, what? I was like, you're doing the demo, but like, we're going to get down there. So get down there. Mm -hmm. Brian introduced us to everyone. I remember uh, Coach Jackson. What do we meet for? <laughs> oh, you oh, you meet Phil Jackson. Okay. It was the whole staff right. and all this wow. stuff. It feels like, why am I in there? <laughs> so my boss, hey, Coach, this is – Phil takes off, and so we get to talk to the staff a little bit. So their video staff were the ones who, uh, you know, saw the promise of this, knew it was emerging technology, mm -hmm. and knew, you know, it could – only enhance the stuff they were doing. So they took us up on a trial. And, you know, we had to support the trial, make sure all the equipment worked and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they gave a thumbs up that they wanted to buy it, right? Or they wanted to go with it. Mm -hmm. This was my first business lesson, wow. right? Where successful trial, managing operation, they were like, all right, we're the Lakers, give this to us. I'm like, man, it's like, I, I, I gotta eat. Like, what? <laughs> what? Brian, like, we, What's they don't want on? to buy this. Right. They're the Lakers. They're telling us, give this to us or else. I'm like, man. So, again, Brian to the rescue. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember him calling uh, Mitch Kupchak, the GM. I was like, look, man, this family here, man, like, we, 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 we got to find a way to make this work. So, not only did they come for a where they paid full freight for it. Wow. That set us up with so much credibility because the year wow. they bought it, they won the championship. And so, that was wow. part of our story, right? Wow. You know, we sold stuff to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. We were part of that championship run right. and rah, rah, rah. Wow. So every team from there on, um, we had no problem with mm. the wheeling and dealing. Right. Like, this is the cost <laughs> and we're going to get paid. I actually have a question for you yes. and maybe the audience listen. Um, we sold to every single team with the exception of one. Do you know who that team is? I was, I'm not, I'm not going to say the Warriors because they pretty much. It's not the Warriors. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't okay. do that to you. It's not the Warriors. Except for one. Let me see. I'll give you one. If you want one, I'll give you one hint. Yeah, give me a hint. All right. Shark Tank. Oh, math. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> why they, is there a reason why they didn't buy it? Well, Mark Cuban was an investor in one of our competitors. Mm. And so it was just, it was just. I was thinking something like that because, you know, Mark Cuban's such a, uh, in the tech world. So he's like, I'm not going to support this. So there's a story connected to that That's because crazy. because of that, I used to tell people we sold a 99% of the NBA teams. And that's not true because 29 out of 30 is not 99%. It's 97%. <laughs> so, so technically. <laughs> people get like, look, we had every team but one, right? So people are like, 99. So, yeah. That's super funny. So it's, but it sounds like uh, leading up to that point, though, it sounds like, a lot of just your connections have mm -hmm. got you just you know through and just like flowed you up to this point you are at now. So, and also I was uh, we were talking about earlier. I was just realizing that you know I'm trying to keep a good network around me just to make sure I am. You know, I want to have that same flow as well. Sure. I, want, I don't want to have to, you know, I don't know, not say have to, but I don't want to deal with people. I don't, personalities I don't need to deal with sure. in, in, in in my in my search for. Success, I guess you could say. Yeah, but uh, the only, you know, kind of caution I would say to that, it kind of works both ways, mm -hmm. right? I'm giving you the positive, uh, you know, results of mm -hmm. having a strong network, but you got to invest in that network too because mm -hmm. if people see you're only taking from it like anything else, that's just a natural, they're going to shut down and yeah. not want to help you. So I would say, you know, you know, if you really care and, you know, about your teammates and people, mm -hmm. you got to spend the time. Like, you know, it does mean stuff, checking on their birthdays right. or when they're winning, Great job not losing, hang in there right. because when shit hits the fan, you know, you need people to step up right. sometime. So I, I make no mistake about it, it is a big deal about who you know, mm -hmm. but I've, I've started to really understand it's about what you know too and who knows you. Wow. Because people can have success and kind of forget about you too. That's why I'm saying you always have to be mindful of 
reinvest in and, you know, kind of stay connected. And that's hard. I mean, some people do it naturally. I would say it myself does. And, you know, but some people can be a little not receptive. They right. feel like, you know, you're just staying in touch with them because you're hoping that like, something, yeah, right, something, huh? yeah, something, yeah. But uh, we had we had been in the trenches, like you said. So at least some of those, uh, you know, um, former teammates mm -hmm. were just helpful for me and, and respect to the industry. Just, wow. you know, saying, look, Anwar's a good dude. Like, let him in to at least do a demo. And that's where I said I had to step up. Right. I couldn't just say Brian got me this opportunity. I had to be prepared and kind of over-deliver. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's why I fast forward to what I'm doing now. Mentoring is a big piece to um, to what we do, and I spend a lot of time with these young, you know, African American males mm -hmm. to challenge them on that. You know, you got to be true to yourself. Your reputation has to precede yourself. Um, just like if you have a bad reputation, people are not going to you know mess with you. But you have right. a good reputation, people want to support you and you know, you know, give you chances. Right, and that that's a lot. I feel like that's one thing as a um, young African-American male growing up in Oakland that I kind of was missing, like, is the mentorship. You know what I mean? Sure. Just, um, like I was telling you earlier, I, got, I, I love basketball. Like, it's one of, like, kept me out of a lot of trouble growing mm -hmm. up. Um, I, was, I, I was pretty good at it, you know what I mean? Um, and just, like I said, growing up, I didn't realize how much politics was in basketball. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, nobody, taught, I didn't, nobody taught me that. I didn't, too young to notice it. And just, like, growing up through the ranks, so... Uh, that's why I'm really encouraged to see like uh, the work that you're doing now with team um, just because I feel like I relate to the youth that you're working with now sure um, I when I was done playing basketball after my junior college years I was like man what am I gonna do now I shed a few few tears you know thinking about like me not playing organized basketball no more knowing I have to like kind of get out in the business world and I always knew it was gonna be some type of entrepreneurial mm -hmm something for me but I didn't know didn't know what and I did not know that uh I could get to the league through another you know source as, avenue yeah. another avenue as such as being an agent or like I, I seen that you do a lot of work with uh video coordinators and sure. stuff like that so I didn't know about those entry-level jobs into those things so uh if you don't mind telling us a little bit about that and just about team like sure yeah and so team actually, uh, you know, started doing that process again with Brian Shaw making a connection to the Lakers and having a successful uh, sale. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine, you know, my job for the, like the five years from that point was to travel to see every NBA team and, you know, pitch the product or whatever, if you will. But as I had success doing that, I had this, you know, front front seat view of mm -hmm. like the operation side. So every video coordinator that I was selling to on the team side was not a minority. I mean, mm -hmm. like zero, zero for 30, including them. I mean, we tried with the Mavs, mm -hmm. but just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a brother in that video spot. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm not gonna say that, that was just alarming, right? Mm -hmm. I had no concern, I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Like, I like hoop, and I'm quite right. sure you like hoop, like, mm -hmm. and I knew how the technology yeah. worked, I'm like. Especially with the NBA being 80% yeah. or however many percent it is, uh, you know, African-American, you know what I mean? So it's kind of weird that it's not, like in these entry-level jobs that is not more African-Americans. So the, again, that was obvious, mm -hmm. but I made the connection that that entry-level job of video coordinator mm -hmm. was not rocket science, right? right? Like if you knew the game and you could, you know, watch offense, track off, you know, I'm just right. like, this is a natural flow for us. Mm -hmm. And so because I um, became a, like a trusted resource as I started to sell those teams, you know, there was an awakening going around the league. You know, we need to diversify our video staffs and stuff. So I became a trusted resource from head coaches around the league. And while we're about to have this opening, mm -hmm. you know, you got anybody in mind? And that's why I was wow. like, oh, shit. Like, I don't have any brothers in mind, but, like, let, let me figure this out. Wow. So um, while I was full-time doing the job uh, for the company Sports Tech mm -hmm. at the time, you know, I made, I made it uh, possible to have, you know, minorities access to this really, really expensive platform. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't so much as giving you the laptop and access to it, but I spent personal time just understanding what you didn't understand from a framework, right? right. Like, okay, look, we, you're going to have different skill sets than the next person, but tell me what, you know, how do you see yourself working in the league, right? So I would try to focus that on, you know, getting you understanding how the technology works, but in the context of a workflow, oh, an NBA wow. workflow, okay. right? Kind and of your role, yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, your role is going to be, you know, yeah, you get to travel on the team playing and all that, but you got to be up at 2 or 3 yeah. in the morning or no live reason. at the game breaking this shit down, right. you know, and, and you have to, you know, be accountable for that. 
So um, in that process over a five-year period, like really helping, you know, giving a lot of minorities access. So I'm proud to say as a result of that investment, you know, about 90 people um, got opportunities to work in the league, wow. right? Like literally in that video coordinator space, wow. or if not in video coordinator space, while they were coaching, mm -hmm. got the digital technology on their side. And so what that started to snowball for me was um, as, let's say, a black video coordinator moved up. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? They wanted to reach back and, and bring someone up. Bring someone up. Mm -hmm. Because I was seeing that happen on the other side of it, where if a non-black person had the video coordination job, they got an advancement or moved on, mm -hmm. they bring in their friends into the fold. Right. So we had a nice run with you know, you know, you know, hmm. kind of getting people on, having a pipeline ready, and just and this wow. was all with no like public support. Wow. You know, it wasn't like the NBA was behind it. It was I call it the underground video railroad, <laughs> <laughs> video coordination. Uh, the way to get in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, how how can we do that? But um, but the turning point was um, you know, I'm definitely celebrating it from the minority you know push, if you will. Mm -hmm. But none of that would have been possible if I didn't have what I call like white allyship, you know, because there were there were still white GMs that had to sign off on right. this and coaches and just had that, you know, had that like open mindedness that like, yeah, this is an opportunity to, you know, diversify our staffs, et cetera. Right. So, again, um, you know, for me, right place at the right time to, you know, start like a movement, if you will. And so where team got started was because I saw the success of like, let's say, younger adults taking on this mentoring and landing these jobs. Why can't we start earlier reaching young right. people like yourself in high school with just that, you know, kind of focus? And of course you can't go from high school to the league, but just to know that you can do that. There's a way to do it if you yeah. like especially if you're playing the sport, that there's another avenue to get to the league. Like Absolutely. That would give me and I know a lot of folks I know so much like encouragement, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To like just like keep it going and like don't like be discouraged by anything. You know what I mean? So that that and I it really like big ups to you, my man, for like finding the system mm -hmm. sort of say of like how to get minorities into the league, I guess. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? So like I, when I when I like when I was reading about you, uh or just uh no, because like I said, I got other friends that, you know, know you and they were telling me your story. And I was like, man, like that that is so encouraging. It makes me want to figure out how I can help the youth and get more help them with the exposure, especially people in sport in the sports world. You know what I mean? Sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, so what does team stand for? Oh, so team stands for technology, exposure and access to mentoring. And that's where we ground it. Right. Because back to that video coordinator kind of experience mm -hmm. aha moment it really broke down to me like it was lack of exposure right exposure to what technology right, right? we you know as i was telling yeah, you earlier yeah, that's exactly like Just, you know so technology mm -hmm. exposure piece but the mentoring stuff was like the next level stuff because right. you know you really had to you know just have people understand like the culture of the nba mm -hmm. right like i mean it's you know, just like a player that's not professional about stuff, you know, you're in the league and you're out the league. So just really spend that time to understand the responsibility that goes with those jobs right. and to have like successful people, you know, that started with me that were in the league that could really support that. Right. Um, you know, we, it was kind of lock and step that like that's what you were signing up for. And so really lucky that of all the people that I'm representing that 90 people like and, and of those 90, I have it broken down in terms of, you know, percentages, 70% uh, were African-American, you know, 20% were, you know, non-African-American, uh, 4% were women. So, um, so I had, all walks of life. Yeah, exactly. Life so again, gonna, yeah. that's why I was, I knew I was on something that was, you know, honestly sustainable, right? Wow. Like it wasn't going to be like, oh my God, you're only just trying to help, you know, your people. Yeah. And the cool thing, it was, it was like, you know, I had brothers hiring others and others hiring brothers right. and the rest, you know, kind of filling in. So I made the point of how like this was like a big leap with team to start at high school, mm. focus on the league. But back on the company business side of it, just like we sold to all the NBA teams, mm. we hit a home run selling all the college teams. So the, wow. you know, the Cal Berkeley's and the Stanford. Mm -hmm. So we had about 90% of that market share, wow. you know, just so these young people that were in high school that, you know, couldn't make it to those levels. That was yet an opportunity for them to mm. do some meaningful stuff at the collegiate level uh -huh. in the video coordination uh, realm as well. But where this took a, a turn for the better with team was 
um, this was so focused on getting people job, economic, you right. know, you know, empowerment, right. you know, equity to access and all that stuff. But where I didn't see the bigger vision was understanding how I'm going to teach you brand new off the street, this whole process, this way of the world. You know, I didn't really know what curriculum meant. I was yeah. like, yeah, you got to, you know, put this down on paper because I was just coming in like, man, turn on a laptop, <laughs> hit the power button, watch what I'm doing. Right. So like, OK, great. What happens if you get hit by a bus? Like right. we gotta. Right. Figure, yeah. I'm not gonna hit you by a bus. No, you gotta put it down. Right. Yeah. So when I started to, um, you know, understanding, um, you know, how to, you know, write down the process we will develop a curriculum, that's when um, the light bulbs went off that this was so connected to like, you know, STEM concepts, mm -hmm. right? You know, this whole notion of like, all right, how are you going to, uh, you know collect data, you're going to break it down, you're going to process it. Mm -hmm. And that was just, you know, it had so many tentacles to career readiness, you know, getting, you know, challenging kids around critical thinking, automation as we know it. And so, yeah, to this day, we still celebrate kids coming through team, getting job placements. We have so many wonderful stories of like entrepreneurship with these kids, like, you know, they have this you know, thirst of understanding now what artificial intelligence is. Wow, yeah. And so we do a pretty good job of just laying that foundation piece of like what is so possible. And so today we celebrate, yeah, if you want to get in video coordination, great. If not, you can, you know, get started, you know, in web design market. Right. It's just, it's crazy to see how it's really connected it's so to a lot of stuff. so many different things you can do exactly. nowadays. It's just a, a plethora of things. Exactly. Um, I, they call you the godfather of analytics. Tell me what is the importance of you know data and analytics and stuff like that. Like, can you give me like a little insight about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, it was a hidden gem, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, I didn't really know what data was or the promise of it. Mm -hmm. So, I always like to share the context of like um, how it relates to sports. Mm -hmm. Baseball became the first sports that started introducing data, and it was called Moneyball. I was, was about to say, is that Moneyball? Here with the, uh, here with the, yeah. uh, the A's, right? right? So that's I always, like, that was always my premise of understanding what it was. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a way of, like, like you know, like literally, like, if you're putting a team together and going back to Moneyball, it was like how many times you're going to um, – how many, we're going to keep a written track of how many times that you are at bat mm -hmm. with situational stuff, and we're going to, you know, just – do basic percentages. Right. If you had bat four times, you hit once, it's 25%, right? Right. And just seeing how that was computed over the league average, now you start to see patterns and like, okay, this team that won a World Series, that person in the third spot was batting 250. And mm. so like, so now these kind of nerds behind the scenes were having mm. influence of right. like, you know what, we're going to go to that Lord, you know, junior college because he's in that third spot batting 250. Wow. And, and so, you know, that detail. Yeah. Whoa, but but yeah. again, just follow like how basic it is right. in terms of a concept. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are complexities on that. But right. just going back to the foundation piece. And so when I understood that and again, focusing back on my curriculum, I'll give an example of like a, a standard team curriculum and mm -hmm. we can talk about the Warriors in that context. So we make it project based because I, I want to challenge these young people to discover stuff. Right? right. You know, the final score, but I want you to to tell me the final score the results based on data like how how did the warriors do this and you know what patterns did you unlock hmm. and so one thing we challenged uh, the students with is that um through 2015 to 2018 when i'm saying the warriors had their most success including with kd and those guys they came up with a metric or a kpi and mm -hmm. and in the data analytics world that's a key performance indicator mm -hmm. when the warriors had 300 passes or more they won about 92% of the time. So think about that correlation, like pass the ball, we win. Pretty straightforward. Right. But we started to break that down. That's when you have to put on your analytics hat, mm -hmm. right? So if the goal is to get 300 passes, you being a former player, we both know, man, you coming up the court passing back and forth, that's bullshit, right? right? Yeah. It has to be passes, entry level, like yeah. you have to qualify the passes, yeah. right? It has to be legitimate passing. So just imagine having to, you know, define what that is and right. count right with the goal to be 300 and so if you if you look at 300 and you think about uh, even nba game over four quarters the benchmark is 75 passes by the end of the first quarter to keep you on track right, right? Huh. so now you're going to have start having these conversations imagine you get the end of the first quarter you're the warriors and you know the 300 is that magic number 
and you're at 15 passes, what do you think the coach is going to be saying? Pass the ball, man. Pass the goddamn right. ball. You guys are being selfish. Wow. But huh. you're the Warriors. Right. Now, now let's say we're still in that same, that same first quarter and it's 15 passes, but they're up 15. Like, you're like, huh? Like, as an analytic, yeah. per, as an analytical person, that kind of mess your mind up, like, during the game? That is, is, can I? Well, well, my point is, like, I'm, I'm trying, I was challenging you, like, put out uh -huh. your skill set. You have to be, you have to interpret that, those, yeah. those nuances, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you saw it firsthand if I said the goal was 75 passes, but we're at 15, but then I threw a wrench. Like, well, what if you have 15 passes and you're still winning? Well, what's the goal of the game? You want to win, right? Right. So what that would speak to is that now you look at the Warriors personnel, you got KD, Steph, Clay. They probably weren't rebound or, you know, got a rebound, fast Push break, pull up shooting threes. So you have to, you know, have, you, you know, like factor that, that yeah. type of stuff in. Okay. And so when we kind of, you know, sticking with that same example, we introduced concepts of coding and all that is that, um, you know, 75, you know, per quarter. Mm -hmm. But then how are we going to tell a story on like total passes, you know, in a first quarter, but then breaking that down on a possession by possession. Right. So now you're looking at basic math concepts, right? Like right. they have X amount of passes times uh, X amount divided by X amount of possessions. Mm -hmm. That's going to yield your passes per possession. Now, if you're looking at that number, the coach can really have a good idea of how you're playing, right? right? So you know, in basketball, if you're averaging about three passes a possession, regardless of the score, mm -hmm. that's a pretty good indicator the ball's moving, right? right. But if anything lower than that, you know, like yeah, we should we, be moving a little bit more. We, we should be moving a little more, right? right? But yeah. you know, then I got to challenge the young people. That's great. And they get all this data at like in the game. No, they got to create it. They got right. they they, they got to be ready to you know ah. number crunch, right? right? And so then that's a good example. Like all right, if I'm telling you that's what you, all you have to do if you're right, but let's say after five possessions you could probably stop all that. You know, oh yeah yeah. Just like, what happens when you get to possession 40 and you have to have that calculation. Like you can't keep up on your hands like that. Right. So what are you going to do? Right. So to me, that's, that's a good, you know, uh. you know, introduction to coding or, you know, how are you going to, you know, transcribe that right. data? Right. It, so you write program in the background, like every time uh, there's a pass, we're going to keep it, you know, just. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I that's mean, my way of just relating it to basic yeah. math. So these kids that, you know, struggle in algebra and geometry, I'm like, man, there's a future in this. Yeah. If you, Stick with it. Yeah, stick with it. Yeah. No, get with it. Not stick with it. Get with it. Even that basic concept right there is kind of like it's enough to just entice you. Yeah, to like you're just sitting there around. Like, what is this? Like, like, damn, like this is it's a lot, but it's basic. Yeah. You know what I mean? By just like kind of like you said, you learn the background of it, everything. It's kind of. And then what I love connecting these opportunities to like folks from our community is that like. I can be real with outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, like, all right, imagine you having this skill set and you're working with the Warriors doing that, that you know, championship run, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I can have evidence of how you know young brothers look like us, you know, became millionaires. What that was their role, breaking down the film and having those skill sets. An right. example I like to use is that, you know, video coordinator, you know, for even a team like the Warriors may make, let's say, hundred thousand dollars a year, mm -hmm. right? So we're talking about that four-year window where they were making $100,000 a year. That's 400000 right? Mm -hmm. Even though I just said a million, they're like, well, you, we're missing something here, right? So, but that's your base salary, but the team won the championship during those years. So they won, if they won in the championship, they get in the ring, they get in the bonus, and let's say that bonus is two fifty each year. Even right? the like video coordinators? Even the video coordinators, yeah. yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, they got the email addresses that's, you know. Wow. Rebounding before the games, but back in that, you know, the locker huh. room, breaking that it down. It really is a team effort. <laughs> really yeah. a team effort. Now I'm thinking so about it. So when people yeah. start to make those connections, like I said, man, it, it, you know, it's about get with it, man. It ain't right. about, like, nah, like this, this, is. And if you don't, man, you know, I'm challenging our community. We can't feel sorry for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm from the community. I'm saying, like, get with yeah, this. Right. Like, this ain't, this ain't, like, that choice, you know. But um, all, I, all I try to, like, level set today is that, you know, that sounds great, but I still think we're dealing with this challenge of, like, people can show our young people a demonstrative way of how to get with it to hoop, like, mm -hmm. or play football, like, the physical attributes of it. We're still hedging on, like, this tech piece or, right. you know, the operation side of it. Like, you know, how can we, you know, develop those technologies? How can we be the operatives of those technologies and, you know. And, and just the... 
it's more opportunity with with those things rather than just trying to dribble a ball or catch it, exactly. make a touchdown. You know what I mean? So exactly, and, the, the odds are against you, right? right like now right. we can put it back to the and it's odds, right? right? Like you have more chances to successfully be on the operations side than you do playing for the Warriors. Right. I mean, that that's just it, it's straightforward, right? You know, so you know it most definitely is. And then, so besides going through team, how can a kid like myself growing up, you know, figure out the video coordinating role and stuff like that? Like, do what type of career do I need to go have? Or, like, what, type, what do I need to study to go be a video coordinator or get, like, an entry level into those, like, uh, NBA, NFL jobs and stuff like that? Yeah, so it's definitely your network. I mean, like, we can't, like, you know, skip that yeah. step. So you definitely got to know people. But... That's more. That's a part of our like design of meeting the community where they're at. Mm -hmm. So we're saying there's no prerequisite to join a team boot camp or to get that, you know, that stripped down mm -hmm. version of okay. what it would be like. So there's no prerequisite that you don't have to have any skills. Even though I'm saying no skills, but at least come in the door, you know, at least knowing baseline sport rules, right? right. Like what basketball is, mm -hmm. what's a two pointer, what's a three pointer. So right. we're gonna start with those baseline to you know, unpack mm -hmm. your knowledge. So like we, we make it affordable, we make it, you know, mm -hmm. you know, level one, if you will. And, you know, and, and like anything else, the people that are interested, they stick with it, they get with it. Right. And those are the ones we turn out, right. you know, so yeah. Um, how has COVID, uh, cause it sounds like to me, like team is a lot of in-person, mm -hmm. face-to-face, um, dealing with, you know, folks. Uh, how has COVID, you know, kind of changed that model? Yeah, it was with COVID, uh, we had our old crap moment, too, because we were only in person, high touch. We had a 12-week kind of commitment for our young people. Mm -hmm. And that was a big part of our um, kind of draw, too, because if you were successful in our 12-week program, whether it was the fall or the spring, um, you were eligible through a you know free sponsorship trip. We would take the kids to the NBA Summer League, mm -hmm. and again, activating that network, we could place wow. those teams and you know those young people and internships, wow. you know, for a weekend at the summer league. And so imagine that, like, that was the real life example. You're going to be competing for these, you know, high impact jobs, mm -hmm. whatever, but what better way to start that process as early as possible right. in high school That's or college. So COVID hits and we got the, you know, stay in place shut down like everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, luckily for us, we always had this kind of strategic plan of like, how could we expand more outside of Oakland, yeah. our reach? And online was all, it just made sense, but we were rolling, being in person. Right. So we literally had to figure out a way to, um, you know, through platforms like Zoom, whatever, mm -hmm. how are we going to get this curriculum slash experience online? And that was a game changer. I'm talking like, I didn't, I didn't see a lot that came from that coming. Mm -hmm. But the minute wow. we got online, we had more reach outside of Oakland. Most you know, definitely. like literally back in Washington, D.C., where I'm from, right. Toronto. I mean, it was just crazy. Like people was just... My God, we got to keep our brains going. Like, how can we? Um, I know you, you know, felt good getting that back out to where you're absolutely, from. Absolutely, absolutely. Because it was a challenge before that, right? right. Like, man, we want to invest in your program. How can we get boots in the ground right. in D.C.? Well, you got to have an office space. You got to do this. But mm -hmm. online just made it a little more easier. And then I wasn't competing with anything novel because everybody was trying to figure out, like, how can you keep students engaged online, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So. We got more online, more exposure, um, and insert some of the social impact issues, George Floyd and, you know, corporations mm -hmm. really saying we need to invest in these minority communities around equity and access to education, mm -hmm. technology, you know, education, and all that. We were just this shiny object that made a lot of sense for people to step up, you know. Right. And so kudos to the NBA. They made a significant investment in us, to, uh, you know, financially mm -hmm. to, you know, invest in our, you know, operational costs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they call it general operating, like what your capacity building, how right. can you, you know, take this to a whole nother level? Mm -hmm. So thankful to them, the partners at Google, you know, like I say the big boys and right. girls, you know, kind of stepped up. Right. And more importantly, our community partners, whether right. it's the K-Port Center, you know, you know, local entities, um, you know, people led with support versus a lot of questions and so. COVID, COVID saved us. Right, most definitely. Um, like for like, with COVID, like it could either something good came out of it or something bad came out sure. of it. Um, I can't say I can't sit here and think everything came was good. Any setbacks for you? 
I would say, um, no, the setbacks is... Um, or did you kind of roll with the setbacks? Kind of, you know what I mean? Everybody turned like a... Some people turn negative to a positive, you know? Here's my corny attempt to explain <laughs> it through uh, pop culture. Uh, I'm not calling it a setback, but uh, more money, more problems. <laughs> you know? So, you know, now we're online. It's like, okay, you know, how do you scale staying online? And now we're opening back up. How do you, you know, combine these two programs, right. you know? So, like, I'm saying that's a good problem, but that's that's a challenge for right. us going forward. You know, huh. so we have to hire and yeah. kind of get ahead of some of that and, you know, use predictive models to, you know, figure out what, what's the next like, strategic move mm -hmm. and all this, yeah. And especially uh, everything's opening up back so fast all of a yes. sudden, you know what I mean? Um, and everything getting back to some type of normalcy. So, sure. yeah, I can't see how that, like, trying to get, you know, trying to ramp everything back up and get, no, it can be a, a challenging setback for you. Exactly. Um, so I was saying, I don't see that as a negative, but if I had to, yeah. That, it's almost a good problem. Yeah. It's a great problem. <laughs> Most definitely. But if you um, know anybody can do that, tell them how. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm, I'm going to keep my eyes to the ground. Yeah. Um. Uh. What is next for team? Um. You know, so we figured out the basketball space because mm -hmm. I, I would say I came in as the basketball subject expert. But it just makes so much sense to, um, you know, stay in this sports uh, space mm -hmm. and focus, for example, on soccer, right? right. Like that, that's, I think that content speaks to a, a demographic of, of young folks that have this same, you know, challenge that right. other minorities so have, true. right? So mm -hmm. to connect our curriculum to soccer, I think we can uh, tap more into the Latinx uh, mm -hmm. movement. But because we're dealing with sports and the gender equity issue around equal pay and all that, you know, I think we, the sky's the limit for us, uh, meaning the next steps to really, you know, in a very demonstrative way, bring even more women into this conversation oh, yeah. because there are a lot of these uh, young women are on fast tracks to land jobs in the league mm -hmm. and what better way to be, have a small part in preparing them for that, right? Exactly. Make sure they have the skill set. And because they have the skill set, it should be no issue on day one with that equal pay nonsense because I know a lot of women still deal with that to this day. Right. Yeah, they may get the same opportunity, but you know what? You don't have the experience as your male counterpart. Mm -hmm. We're going to start you off a little lower. You know, mm -hmm. we, in a small way, feel we, we address that head on, mm -hmm. as an example. That's that's, uh, that's super inspiring to hear. Uh, pause real quick. I'm sorry. Um, my mom's called me. Uh, did you talk about that? Yeah, I was, we got <laughs> my mom still got our son. So what kind of, like, uh, parting words do you have for you know just the community anybody uh just trying to you know figure out another way besides you know dribbling the ball or you know catching a touchdown or stuff doing stuff like that what what is your you know your end advice for yeah for so, so so my, my my end advice is you know um we got to keep dreaming we got to keep fighting but you know make no mistake about it there are resources available to take that next step so mm -hmm. team is a small part of this you have other nonprofit entities in this space, like the Hidden Genes Process. They really focus on entrepreneurship and you know, um, you know, tech development. Wow. Um, you have uh, you know, Black Girls Code. So, mm -hmm. but most importantly, you have these corporate entities, whether it's Apple, Google, etc. You know, kind of backing our communities with those resources. Mm -hmm. Right? They want to invest in communities that are going out to the communities wow. that these Boys and Girls Club and saying like, hey, we can provide these services that have nothing to do with the plan, wow. the plan on the field. And so that's not so much just an after school space, mm -hmm. but, you know, supporting our school districts to, you know, include, you know, this type of curriculum, mm -hmm. you know, you know, in their computer technical programs, et cetera. So the moment is now though, the moment wow. is now for leaders to step up mm -hmm. and really just, you know, get on platforms like this and speak about it, right? Just like I could tell you there's going to be a Nike tournament, top 100 kids down at, you know, Soldier Town. Mm -hmm. We know how our community will react to that. So we just need to do more of that, right. really promote these um, educational opportunities. And what better platform through our athletes or our ambassadors from the community. From right, that. most definitely. Yeah. How, how would you say somebody can access, like, uh, what what would they somebody have to do to get access to uh, Apple or Google or something like that who are looking to find you know community projects? Yeah, so um, we try to address that twofold, and it's a challenge in real time. So we offer our program uh, cost free to the community. Mm -hmm. So you go on our website, you can sign up 
for a course now if you do it that way you do have to have a mac computer mm -hmm. if you don't have the mac computer as we continue to open up we will have resource centers around the city where you can come in in person and you know use the mac you know mm -hmm. while you take the the program so that's our best you know effort to mm -hmm. um, meet this challenge and that's when you know like the googles and the microsoft of the world can help us from mm -hmm. you know financial support to provide those facilities and devices but so that's our way of saying we can meet students offline at mm -hmm. no charge but online so if you're online you do have to have a mac computer okay. to, to to take our course so. okay huh. hey it's been an honor and a pleasure man to learn and talk to you my man um tell i know where i can find you at they know where they can find you at tell the folks who don't know where they can find you at where they can find you at ig or just a website or anything yeah so our website is www we are team org. so that's w-e-a-r-e-t-e-a-m-i-n-c.org mm. so we are team inc uh is also our ig and twitter handle as well okay so you know follow us and we are always uh, constantly putting programs and access to us um okay. out on those platforms most definitely most definitely and what about your you have a personal ig or just yeah my well, my, my personal ig <laughs> is um a a mcqueen one four okay uh, and my twitter is team q okay cool uh, cool team cool hey yep. i appreciate you my man um if you guys like this episode or like what we're doing here you know like comment subscribe and tell a friend um again man appreciate you and i know we'll talk again uh thank you for having me you know most definitely oh um gotta do the little like a like a little walk so oh. now i know chef got something whipped up for us uh you want to go over and head over to the bar and see what's up what are the analytics? <laughs> <laughs> 50-50 a good drink? Yes, sir. Let's All do right, it, there, there we go. Let's go. <laughs>